1: Thanks again to Carbon Health for being our presenting sponsor. If you are a regular here, you know I've talked about Carbon Health and how long I've talked about Carbon Health and why I love Carbon Health. They help with things like COVID, cold, flu testing, antibiotic prescriptions for things like infections, UTIs, STDs. They have primary care services in California and Massachusetts. But if you're new here, Thank you, by the way, for stopping by. You should also know that they can help with injuries as well. Most of their locations have imaging or x-ray machines so they can diagnose strains, sprains, and fractures if you unfortunately become injured. And I know, unfortunately, not everyone will be near one of the 120-plus locations, but they do have virtual urgent care services for states like California, New York, Florida, and several others. So thank you to Carbon Health. Really, really happy to be working with them. Check out the link in the description. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Big Thing Sith Council. Happy Wednesday to all of you. There's, look, there's some stories going on, man. We got Ahsoka. Um, the, apparently, Thrawn is going to be the big bad villain, as we thought, but he's going to be pure evil, according to Dave Filoni. Boba Fett. Seems like we might get a season two. Robert Riggi playing a little coy, man. We got Visions. Season 2 and Season 3 is ready greenlit. Steph loved it. I loved it. I wonder if Mike, what Mike thought of it. My guess is he didn't watch it. And then we also have uh, Kathleen Kennedy talking about Taika Atiti's movie again and also making a big announcement that she decided that they're going to follow the James Bond structure every three years and totally forgot that George Lucas already did that. So let's get into the entire show but before we do it remember we're going to be in new york on june 23rd make sure you get your tickets the get your tickets today and the 24th stanford connecticut myself mark ellis Corey, and martin from double toasted doing a show together some stand up beforehand gonna have a blast so make sure you join us all right guys Let's get into it. It is the Sith Council Big Thing Show. It's me. It's Steph. It's Mike. Let's do it. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. makes you stronger. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Big Thing Sith Council. Myself.
2: Ahoy! I'm Christian Harlow. Uh, ahoy! <laughs> Perfect. Ahoy, matey!
1: And then, where is this animal? There he is. Top of the morning to you. Uh, <laughs> evening at, and afternoon, wherever you are. And, like that's close to a Truman Show. I like that. Look at that. What? And, that was, and look tomorrow. at this one. Look at this one. We got this shot hey! here. Look at that. We got this shot here. I what mean, did you call is, it? Oh, almost. Double trouble? Or no? What Thick was as it? Thickest thieves. Thick
0: as thieves thick with 3 Cs baby. Yeah, Perfect. thick with 3 Cs. Yep. we have a lot to
1: talk about. That's what um, my dumper is right now. <laughs> Perfect <Thanks. laughs> Yep. Thanks for everything you you uh, contribute here. I really appreciate That's right. it. You know, we did a, we did the full uh, live show it was a lot of fun. It was awesome. It was a blast. We had blessed. 140, 150 people there. Um, it was really good and we got a chance. So you, by the way, for people who still want to see it, you can go on thechristianharloff.com. You can check out the entire thing. We aired the Live event portion of the show on last week's episode, so if you want to see it, it's it's there. But if you want to see the full show, you can go to the Christian Harloff to check it out. Um, all right, let's get into. I also got a bunch of questions from the audience. Yay. Also, but, okay, but we have some we have some topics that we should get into, and let's uh, let's let's start it off. So the very first one that we have here is this Dave Filoni story, talking about Ahsoka. I know that Steph is super excited about Ahsoka. I know we're all excited about Ahsoka. And it seems to be kind of leading into the, the big movie. But this is what Filoni was talking about. Dave Filoni says that Grand Admiral Thrawn will be a straight-up villain in the New Republic era. Not even just the show. It says New Republic era, Ahsoka cast on the themes of, of found family and more. So here is the article over at StarWarsNewsNet.com. Those are our friends over there at Star Wars NewsNet. And the article is, of course, from our buddy Miguel Fernandez. Part of Empire Magazine's 20-page coverage of the Star Wars franchise in their summer 2023 episode, Dave Filoni and Ahsoka cast shared a few words about the upcoming series, including some of the challenges of bringing Grand Admiral Thrawn to live action. Filoni's trepidations about finally directing a Star Wars film for the big screen is also covered, and we've also highlighted some of the quotes in the story from Kathleen Kennedy. It's time to focus on Ahsoka. We know that Lars Mikkelsen's coming back as Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, the character was created by Timothy Zahn in the Heir to the Empire novels, and that's Filoni is keeping that in mind while writing for the show. He has also added that he's been planting the seeds for character for years, whether it is bad, all the way in, in Bad Batch Season 2. Uh, and even though the new Thrawn canon novels painted him as a misunderstood anti-hero, Filoni says that he will be the straight-up bad guy in his story akin to the, the, the way it was in Rebels. This is his quote. He's definitely the bad guy in the New Republic era, in my eyes. When Timothy Zahn wrote Heir to the Empire, Thrawn became this iconic villain because he was different than anything that we'd seen before. He wasn't another helmet wearing, lightsaber wielding bad guy. There's a lot to pull off to make characters that are like Vader because it's so iconic. But the boldness that, that Tim had was to make somebody that wasn't like that, that he didn't have the abilities, but he could fight in a different way. In the world, in the word Star Wars, the war part of it, him being a grand admiral, a leader, a military strategist, um, Someone that will outthink you, out-strategize you, that really resonated. He's a critical player in this time period, and we're fortunate to have that character and fortunate to have Lars playing him. Empire also asked Dave Filoni about his reaction when Kathleen Kennedy asked him to direct. It was an emotional moment for him, and he said, I don't assume anything, I don't think that I deserve anything. Kathy, upon seeing my work in the live-action realm, was like, Dave, we have to have you do a movie. My goodness, a person like that telling you that is an amazing thing. But I always look at myself and say, am I ready to do that? I appreciate that, and I think that she would know. But it's got to be the right story, and it's got to be the right group of people backing you up. A big reason why I felt confident going into live action at all was because Kathy was here. She's been a big supporter of me along the way, so it's a great moment, but I immediately think of the responsibility. I immediately think of the job that's going to entail, and I want to make sure that I can do it. But he still has his feet on the ground, not because of humility, but because he's aware that George Lucas, it is his galaxy. The first time I ever remember as a kid... Noting the term directed by, it was directed by George Lucas. That's the thing I never lose sight of. It's George's galaxy. I just try to learn as much about it so I can execute it faithfully. What a fun galaxy it is. Um, And as far as the cast goes, they're talking about um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who plays Hera, and she said this is described as the through line of the show. The strength that they need to, to go through requires them to come back and redefine that as family. Rosario Dawson says that she likes that there isn't any structure to this. There's no, there's no boss over them. There's no one telling them that they have to do this. It's a carryover from Rebels and these people are true believers and it makes it very special. And then she says that the series will be for everyone even if you didn't finish Rebels. She said that immediate connection between them is such a strength because you trust that there's a history there. You feel it. For the ones who have been anticipating the story to go on for a long time, they're going to feel really happy. Um, all right, there's she also said that the Empire also said that the Loath Cat is the latest animatronic creation from the, from the Legacy team, and Ahsoka's targeting an August release date. Floney wrote all eight episodes and directed more than one of them. Um, okay, so a lot there. So, the first part of, of, of all this is let's let's stop at the director part of it. What I will say is this Do, do I agree that? Or do I believe that Filoni, when he says, I credit Kathy for this, she gave me the shot, and um, it's because of her that I'm able to do this, and I wasn't. I didn't know if I was ready. I believe 98% of that. I believe that he absolutely credits Kathleen Kennedy for taking a shot at him, for allowing him to do it. She's the one in charge. I do feel that they have this relationship now where she, she knows what he's capable of doing. Him saying, I don't know if I'm ready to do this. I remember talking to the guy at Star Wars Celebration, in 2017 and saying, when are they going to do this? This was his quote. When I said to him outside of this restaurant, I saw him and we walked up to him and said, when are they going to give you a live action, man? He goes, when, well, whenever they do, I want to do it. He's like, you you know, just keep letting them know. Cause I want to do it. He, he's been wanting to do a live action for a long time and he's done it in TV and he's done. And now he's doing this movie and yeah. And look, this is, this is what we always say. And we'll be critical more because there's more stuff with Kathleen Kennedy later. I'm sure we'll be critical on some of the stuff that she said, the way that she presents stuff. However, the things that we have said is she's a good producer and she understands how to do certain things. She puts things together. So by finding Dave, trusting in Dave, I think it's a good shot, Steph.
2: Yeah, I think that that it makes sense. It was only a matter of time before Dave Filoni would direct a live action, especially if they're going to make this entire series or, or like new movie around. The New Republic yeah. and Ahsoka, that's his character. And I, I feel like that's the right passage of the torch for that sort of story. I, don't, I can't imagine anyone else telling it differently. But it is, there is some, you do have to trust someone to go from animation to live action. Sure. I don't know, I'm sure there are many who have made that jump, but I don't know them at the top of my head. Most people start in live action, right. stay in live action.
1: What do you think, Mike? Do you, so any of these comments? What what kind of, I guess how do all this? Because there was a lot there in the, in the Empire magazine. It was twenty pages, and that was just a portion of it. Anything that particularly stood out to you inside of that uh, that article?
0: Um, it's interesting because you said you talked to him in twenty seventeen, right? So that was before he had done live action.
1: It was twenty seventeen, yeah, right. It
0: was before he had done any live action right. directing, yeah. And I know when it comes to um, like Batman, I can say it, it, uh, so many people have wanted Bruce Tim. Famous for the animated series mm. to direct a live-action Batman film, but it's a different thing. It, it, it's you know when you're directing animation, you're you're working with the you know the way it looks, but then you've also you've got your um,
1: voice director right. directing
0: the actors, right. and, and and whereas as if you're doing animation, you're not working with actors, and that's a different. He, skill. But he
1: did though. But he did. But Filoni did do that for Rebels and Clone Wars. He did okay. both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But and, but also it's it, it's you know. Directing, you see all these comments from Nolan about him and Killian Murphy right now with how much he'll work with him forever because they've had that connection. And you know, I, I'm an actor. When I work, I, I like to be directed. I love an act, director that has a vision and, mm-hmm. and I can work with them on that instead of just me coming in blindly. Right. To, well, this is what I got. So, but he then proved it with the live action that he's mm-hmm. done. So it's like, oh, that's if this was before and he'd never done this and they just want to give him a movie. Then it's a little bit like, oh, this is going to be a big, look. we're going to see. But he's proven it. And TV, and to me, I think TV is harder than film.
1: Yeah, in a certain aspect, I, yeah, I know I what think, you're saying. Yeah. So I
0: think it's. It's just a big, it's just there's so much pressure for sure, the movie. It's your billion yeah. dollar. You got to, everyone, oh, you got a billionaire. It's not as good as the sequels. Like right. all that that's added to it. Except television, there's a, a lesser, it's looked at as a different lens. And it shouldn't be. Right. It's the same thing. It's just a different avenue for yeah. it. But yeah, yeah. I, I think. Of course, if anyone's going to do it, it's him. Like, you, can't, you, can't,
1: you, you hope so. And I think yeah. that there is this, it seems like, certain sect of, like, there's Kathleen Kennedy, Dave Filoni, Favreau, Rick Famiglia, and then the other side over here you got Leslie Headland, and then Kathleen Kennedy will go over there and check that out. She's involved in that. And then there's Tony Gilroy all the way over here. He's completely <laughs> separated from them. And then she'll come over and get involved over there. And it's like they're not – connected right they have their own philosophies on it because i think that dave filoni's philosophy on star wars and gilroy are night and day 100%. Like a hundred percent night and day like i there's no world where you're going to hear it but if you talk if i was to guess i would say because of the quotes that we just read i don't i bet you if you ask filoni hey are you a fan of andor oh i love it i love what tony did and i think it was this was going to tell you on the thing I don't. I don't. I don't think he's a fan of it. You know why? Because if anything doesn't follow the George Lucas yeah. all philosophies, it's that. This is like a spy thriller, and and then it's not the faster, intense thing that he was talking about with episodes, which I think is better. Like what Tony Gilroy did is what they should be doing for all series, not the structure and that, but focusing in on character, focusing in on on the story elements, and not just faster, more cool. intense. That's movies. That's not TV. I- I agree. But also, it's it's interesting because... And maybe... I don't know if, if
0: there was never an Andor if I would have not been as harsh on Mando 3. I don't know right. if it changed my... being. I'm older, you know, and what I want to gravitate towards. It, it's But what I would love... It's more mature writing. I would love... You know how they do at the end of Mando season, the season they do in the gallery, and it's all directors sitting around? But I would love, like, Gilroy, Filoni, Lucas,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and a couple other people in there. And just... Take the take the safety rails off. Well, that's and but that, just but that, really. But that's talk. what makes me nervous. Well, because we joke, we talk about this. We joke. We always say like, ah, oh, they, they everything is awesome. Crowd and everything right. about Star Wars is awesome. And there's no critical thing. Those people, Fuy- Fuyama, Gilroy, they will criticize what didn't did work, right. even in their own things, because well, not wait, everything well, is always. But awesome. you
1: you have to. But the thing is, Steph, for me is that the thing that makes me nervous, like I. I'm very excited for one of these movies. I can't wait for Ahsoka. I think that the fact that he's writing it all, I think that that's. I think he's going to be really invested in it. I think they're going to be longer episodes, and I think we're going to get more of the character development. I do. The thing that makes me nervous is how locked in he is to George's everything George did. Like the yeah. faster, more intense. George Lucas was the guy, right? He was the one who the reason why we're sitting here talking about this in general. But let's not forget. There's a lot. of, I have found a new love for the prequels. There's no doubt about 100%. it. 100%. However, we can't sit here and say that those are excellently written films. They're not. They're entertaining films. They're not. The dialogue is average at best. And there's a lot. And the faster, more intense stuff, A, doesn't always work. And B, it works for movies. Faster, more intense for television? No, thank you. Like, develop. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of things, strategy wise, that, strategy-wise, like, cause if you ask me, like you said beforehand, Andor and Mandalorian, uh, someone says, "What are you looking forward to more, Andor or Mandalorian? Mandalorian season four or Andor season two or Andor in general?" Before I saw it, you know, yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't know the answer to that question. I right?
0: know now. I'm like, if to get Mando season four, if us say it was greenlit, I'll say Andor Andor two is what I'm looking forward to right. more, just because. Right. After, what, what, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So What do you? How do you feel?
2: I'm definitely more excited for Andor right now. Um, I I think like what we've talked about time and time again, which I think is important for creators to take into account, which I do as a creator on a smaller scale, is that our viewership, the way we view things and digest things and view the world has completely changed from the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s to now. And so we have a different understanding about the the lore of Star Wars, like the fascism, right. all of these political things I think were told perfectly in the 70s, 80s for the time. And now Tony Gilroy, I feel like, executed in that in a way where it's like, oh, because I'm up to – maybe because we're adults now. Right. Like, I get this, and this feels like more like depth in the sure. same thing. So it's not like I think it goes so far out of George Lucas's realm. I think it really hits it in the today world. But I do get a little nervous for, not nervous, I do trust Dave Filoni, but it's a different style. So I'll view it through a different right. lens. It's a little more um, spoon fed.
1: Yeah, but I just hope also that it's not like, you know, one of the, that's what, when people always say, like, I'll be honest, after hearing a lot more of these comments from Filoni and people are like, would you want him to take over Lucasfilm? My answer to that question now is no. Because I don't want all of that to always be follow this, what George says, follow this all the time, because you can, you can make it outside, and you've, you've got to evolve it. Now, you can't go so far off the map that doesn't feel like it. Like, I've mentioned this quote a million times over, and it's my favorite quote. I know what you're saying, the, I think. The, the, the homage thing. Oh, nope, never mind. My favorite quote is from Favreau when he said, We're not making an homage to Star Wars here. We're making an homage to the stuff that inspired Star Wars. And I felt that was lost in Mandalorian Season 3. In the in the first one, you get a lot of that Western stuff and the samurai stuff in season two and all that. It was yeah. all it was all there. It was missing, and that's more important than faster, more intense, the same type of stuff. That it's like you can evolve over George's ideas and still write and make characters worth something.
0: You know, the quote that I hear a lot is always, you know, whenever you are critical of it, it's always like, "Well, oh, it's it's space wizards and lasers, it's supposed for kids," and I hate that stupid because comment. I can I go to Andor, but then I look at. And, again, it's my own fault because I got turned off on Bad Batch. But then towards the end, when they were doing that stuff with the with soldiers coming back from war and not knowing their place, which is very much what our yeah. soldiers are dealing with now, that was incredibly adult but told through the lens of an animation and right. more of palpable right. for children. So it does work. And, and I, I, that end of season three or end of season two Bad Batch, I was like, oh, if it's more of this instead right. of the 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 – Animation, the episodes where you know Lizzo and Jack Black in an animated like, oh, we're going Mm -hmm. to these quirky characters for the side mission. Like, that's that's not for me, but still, it's animation, but it's still dealing with adult themes, but it doesn't. you know it's yeah, not, it's not well, like
2: stranger it, things right like stranger things is an homage to the 80s 100% and yeah. it's for kids but it's also really made well where it's it fits in today it's a modern show yeah. but it's an homage to the things And it feels authentic to right, that time yeah.
1: yeah yeah and i think look here's the other thing that we should also say is that as you said it's a what have you done for me lately yeah. the last thing i saw now the flip side to that is Filoni's going to put everything he's got into Ahsoka because it's the next thing after Mandalorian. And it also is the continuation to his baby of not only Ahsoka, but the continuation of Rebels and all that. So the same feeling that we've had where Mandalorian season three was just okay. If Ahsoka is incredible and even better than what we loved about, you know, Andor, people are going to go, Oh, it should be more like Ahsoka. It's just, that's just, that's just what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I just I just think that, you know, it's just a matter it I I think what it does show is this and I don't care who tells you what. There's no world where Dave Filoni was super involved in Mandalorian season 3. There's no world. Wait, well, cuz he was on Ahsoka. 100%. I mean, I'm not saying that he wasn't around. I'm not saying that he wasn't near but there's no shot he was writing and on set as much as he was for 1 and 2. It, his his stamp was missing. You could feel it.
0: Do you feel that because what's Favreau doing right now? Is he got he's, a different film? Well,
1: he's producing Skeleton Crew.
0: Okay. So was it a little bit more of like, okay, season one and season two, man, these are our babies. We're going to be here every day shepherding it, this and that. Okay, we know what we're doing. We're going to trust more of the directors. It kind of runs itself at this point. We're kind of lost that guardianship of it a little bit maybe if, it just feel it, feel it feels completely different than season one and two. I, it just I, does i
1: buy into some of the stuff of the behind the scenes stuff i buy i buy into oh, all the pedro th- stuff cre- pedro yeah, creative choices that they didn't want to do and other things i i buy into it and i think that it's like that's what happens over there is what it seems to be is oh yeah go do that thing oh it's real successful well, we want you to do this now and it's like, no, d- don't do that. Let them do what they were doing already. Keep doing what you're doing, and then you, then just take the credit for it. That's it's fine. But then just there's so, there's so much, yeah. Still, but I'm very excited for Ahsoka. I love the idea as far as Thrawn goes and the villain side of it goes. I'm I'm it, it does also prove real quick though, that I think that like I said, floney is not a. Um, Fan of the new canon books, he doesn't try to keep. I mean, in my opinion, it's not yeah. a fact, but like he doesn't, he, he's not going to go. Oh yeah, well you know they did this in the book and they made him like this in those novels, so that's how we have to do it. He doesn't give a crap. He to him, what, can, what canon is is animated, live action, TV, live action films. That's canon to Dave Filoni. It ain't the books, so he doesn't care what the books in the new canon books said. He'll talk to Timothy Zahn, but he's going to go. Yeah, we need it. We need a Thanos. And do you agree with that?
2: Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. But the good news is that I loved Thrawn's interpretation in Rebels. Like, he is really a cool villain, and I like that he's like this hardcore military leader who's more like willing to play the long yes, game. Strategist, I think, yeah, he's a strategist, which makes sense for this um, merger between Mandalorian and Ahsoka. Right. That he's the perfect villain for that.
1: Yeah, um, and I because th-
2: we'll get him in season four.
1: Of uh, Mandalorian. Oh, you think Thrawn will be in yeah. season four? You think? I, th- I think so. Do you think he's the big baddie of the movie? I think he's yeah. the big baddie. Well, I think that was the quote, right? The quote was that he's he he didn't say he's the big bad of Ahsoka. He said he's the big bad of, of the, of new, the Republic. new Republic, okay, okay. which is
2: all Mandalorian, right? Yeah, now. and okay. that looks
1: like you know he's the new emperor, which is what he should be. Yeah. So, um, all right, that was just one story. We got other things coming up too, but um, before we do, I got to tell you guys about Mint Mobile. Uh, I love what Ryan Reynolds has been doing mint mobile and the company in general because after years of fine print contracts and you get off you get ripped off by those big wireless providers if you learned anything there's always a catch and i heard about mint mobile a long time ago man when we were doing sen and i heard that they offer premium wireless just at 15 bucks a month i remember when they when they said that i said yeah right what's the catch but i've talked to them i use them and it makes sense there's no catch Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they are the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and they pass those sweet savings directly to you. The quality is really good. It's just a, no no drop stuff. It's like it it's just it's amazing how clear it is. And honestly, I understand why they have the name Mint. And anybody who's just not excited about their phone bill in general, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. It gives you the best rate, whether you're buying for one or a family. And that Mint family start at two lines. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just fifteen bucks a month. Get a new wireless plan just fifteen bucks a month and get that plan shipped to your door for free. Go to MintMobile.com/thing. MintMobile.com/thing. Cut that wireless bill down, man. Fifteen bucks a month. MintMobile.com/thing. Have you done this yet?
2: No, I haven't.
1: This is such a sounds awesome. It's just such a smart idea. That was all. That was Ryan Reynolds' old company, right? Yeah. Well, he sold it off, but oh, sure he did. But I, but he's still involved in it. So I like, I like what he, what he did there, um, a lot. So if you haven't had, haven't checked it out, it's going to cut it down significantly, and it's great. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, let's get to. I want to get to the questions, but before we do that, what do you got? Uh, we have more. We got some more stories here. We got. We got this Robert Rodriguez one. But before we do that, I really want to cover Visions because all these episodes came out. I saw Steph's tweet. She was obsessed with it. She watched all of them. All of them. Steph, give your full kind of breakdown review. What did you think of Visions season two? Like it better, same as the first?
2: Um, I. I want to go back and watch season one because I think I like still liked season one better in terms of more episodes I would put on a higher tier than season two, but the w- season two episodes that I loved are just right there. Um, and maybe I'm biased because of the anime, and this is world animation. But I like that they went world animation as a, as just to a post season one was just Japanese mm-hmm. anime. I think it's so great. It really show It like is a reminder to us viewers, like how vast the galaxy is, how many stories yeah. there could be told with just like the sim- simple lore of Star Wars, and they just executed it so well. Like, I just like there's the first episode of this called Sith. Sith. Yep. The, you got to watch this one. The animation of it might be one of my favorite animation it's so looks.
1: Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it is. So, Mike, I'm correct. You didn't watch any of these, right? You are correct, sir. I had a girl.
2: Um, I'll tell you which ones to watch. I'll watch them all. But I will say there was like ones like I Am Your Mother. I was like just not in a mood for kitty yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I almost didn't watch it. And then I did. And I it's one of my favorites. I loved it.
1: What I liked about this one, I think I still like season one. Yeah. But what I liked about it was even the stuff, there's some animation that just didn't work for me, but it was, that's just me that we reacted to anime. I thought all of the, not anime, uh, just the animation, mm-hmm. like the Wallace and Gromit stuff, I, I, I like that style when I'm watching Wallace and Gromit, but it was, it took me out of it a little bit, but the actual story itself, all of the stories were solid and emotional. This is the thing, when, when that one episode when all those people are thrown into that
2: Oh my hole, god! and they
1: have to like try to get out of it, and it's like that. It's almost like the Raza Ghoul um, or the what's it, what's it called? So dark, yeah, Dark Knight Rises. The yeah, but but what's what's the, what's the name of that group called? Uh, League of Shadows. Yes, the League of Shadows. So um, still got it. You still got it. So the League, my belt for the belt. I know it's 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 over here somewhere. Right. The League of Shadows is uh, it, it has that type of feel at one point, right? But it's there's just these really solid episodes. I'm with you that the first one is my favorite, the Sith. But there's the one in, in all Japanese, like with no. with it was, it was all subtitles.
2: In season two?
1: Wasn't it? It
2: was in season... No, I don't... there
1: was one There was all... Was was it not... I, I thought it was all Japanese. Maybe it wasn't Japanese. But uh, it was. there was one that was just all subtitles, and it was not in English. There was one full... Ep- really? Yeah, there was one full May, episode. I
2: watched it all through, yeah, so, so I might have just blocked it out. Just blocked it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's one... I, you know I it watch was the, a lot it was of shows one, with was, subtitles. No, it was
1: the one with the girl that was you remember the they the with the, 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 the crystals you know the one with 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 oh, yeah, with yeah. the crystals where the, the little girl was, finds the crystal and they the the oh, villagers au? are yes the sound, yeah, song one. of au the song of Aou. isn't i th- i thought that, that was, was all we'll have to go check if yeah, People that's can tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I thought it was all in japanese that's funny wrong.
2: yeah i thought the stories It's the storytelling is just so Cool! I can't believe what they can do in fifteen minutes. I know all the characters. I yes. know the story. I'm invested. It's crazy. I, I, I just yeah. love that approach to their storytelling. Yeah, some of them were the one with the pit was really dark. I Your actually story. didn't like it. Oh, you
1: didn't like that one? Yeah, because one.
2: it was like, yeah, I have all. Yeah, it just was like the one person who dies in the whole series. It just felt really dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't it, it, You guys know I like happy endings.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a um. It was really holding in. <laughs> hold it in. Dude, shut the hell <laughs> up. <laughs> Grow up. Grow up. Grow
0: <laughs> okay, up.
2: Your face.
1: Could you call me? You saw me, my train of thought. I'm like, Not hold it in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so Whoops. Th- Whoops. I thought that, oh, the, I thought that the, the, the series oh, in general was really good. Well, the other thing I will oh, say is that. It's, and I've been saying this every time I talk about the team. The team that's over there working on visions, and they have season three that was that was greenlit, which they should have. Because, um, but the team that's working on the stories over there is the same team that's working on the stories of Jedi Survivor, which I'm also playing. Mm-hmm. Me too. This team gets Star Wars, guys. Yeah, let them work on live action. So hold on a
0: second. So they this team writes them, and then they send them the different animation it's studios. Not just
1: the team, it's like it's it's the, the team within Lucasfilm that's working on them. And then the team, um,
0: their studio, yeah, like it
1: was every. It's just it's the team. It's basically the executives that are that are put on the project, and yeah. then they bring on the writers, and they bring on like they know they go, okay. This is our pun the pun intended vision to to do what we want to do here. We're going to get this person, this person. Let's take this team. Here's what this is ultimately what I wish the big picture would do. Yeah. And it's like okay, this is I know what we want to do. And we know we want you for it. Yeah. This is our overall, you know, idea for it. Can you make that happen? And then they go, Yes. Okay, well let's work with these really talented, as far as Jedi Survivor goes, talented game people, and then other people who create the stories, put it all together, and then you get this. And there's a reason why people are responding to it. It feels like people who understand Star Wars. Yeah, it really does. It's,
2: there's not a bad episode of Visions. There's no. really not, even The one the I didn't great. like isn't because it was bad. It was because I was sad.
1: Right, right, <laughs> so, right, right. It, it did what it was supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, right? yeah. You just but, don't like feeling like that. Right, right, I don't
2: at all. But Jedi Survivor, as you guys know, I'm a new PC owner. Mm-hmm. So You're
1: I, a PC gamer?
0: I'm
2: a PC gamer now. Not a big deal. <laughs> I can't believe how I really feel like a Jedi.
1: That opening scene is so good. You're probably a lot farther... Um, and I'm, did you see my video that I posted about it?
2: Yeah, I put on the because I'm on Padawan level, and so I put on settings to show, give me hints. Oh, that,
1: that's not what happened. To oh, me. oh, I thought I, you
2: said you were going in the wrong. You couldn't find the right direction. No,
1: I, I was finding my way, doing everything fine, and then the guy jumps up on a uh, on a sign, and it glitches, and he goes right on top of the sign, and he starts going like this. No way. He just Stays there like this, and I'm like, get off the sign, and he's just like. Oh, yeah, because you're supposed to like run through the side. He's supposed to what? run on it and jump up, <laughs> yeah. and he just like freezes. It's like come that's on, god. hilarious. Yeah, I showed you the video. Oh my and god, And like, I, I... I, I call, I called Frank Janish because I called Janish a few times, and I'm like, "All right, where am I going now?" Because this thing's not telling me where to go. And he, and then I was, and then it, it there, this was more simple. I was making it more of a problem, but he's like, me, "No, you." He's, yeah, he's like, "You're going to make it uh, a, a, a Twitch stream?" And I was like, "Probably eventually." <laughs> um, but anyway, as far as visions go, that's. Um, it, it was great, but let's. Great. You know what I am going to do? Let's let's actually. Hmm. I, I don't want the Taika stuff and the other stuff. Well, let's hold on. I want to get to these questions. Great, I, wanna, I agree. I want to get to the questions, okay. and um. That's awesome. Is that new? No, it's been there for a little bit. That's Wicked Art. He did that. So I just it's new for the for using it for the questions. I was going to so, say that's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, all right, the first that. one, Force Man Forty Seven Seven. I have two separate questions. One, how much do you think that the writer strike is going to affect Star Wars projects? Two. Do you feel the compressed time frame of the sequel trilogy all taking place over the course of about a year will limit the ability to fill out and fix it? Um, well, I mean, look, to even though we think hmm. and I haven't agree with you that they could fill it out and fix it, there's there's no one saying that Lucasfilm feels like they have to fill it out and fix Does it. Does
0: he mean it like with the prequels, with the Clone Wars, what that did? Yeah, it, there's a time like period where that it allowed a lot of time right, in there. Right. Okay, I mean you could saying.
1: you could potentially do that. Like The thing is, and he didn't do this, but things that drives me nuts, and I see it all the time, is when people are going, well, Disney really messed up Star Wars. No. If you think that it's messed up, and I think there's a lot of problems with it, you point your finger at Lucasfilm. (laughs) Lucasfilm is the one making the creative decisions as far as what movies are being made, when they're coming out, what shows are coming out. It's like, well, Disney's really messed up the ball. Maybe Disney's messed up the ball by not saying, you know, hey, we we'd like you to you know maybe try to put out movies earlier, do this financially. But if you're creatively, if you're going to point the finger f- creatively, yeah. point it at, Di- at 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 Lucasfilm, it yeah. drives me crazy. Oh, they, Luke, Disney doesn't know how to make Star Wars films. Disney gives the check. Disney puts the money in. Yeah, it's,
2: no one wants their paradigm to fall. Yeah, that right. is Star it, Wars. They're putting them. Mu- <laughs> they just
1: they give the check and they say here do this. And Lucasfilm goes, we want to do a show about this. We want to do a movie about this. Okay, well, great. Here's the money. Now go do it and and make us money. That's make what they sure do. we can stick it in our theme parks and that's, make sure this. That's right, that's right. We'll be happy. It's a, it's a, it, drives, it drives me nuts, um, but uh, it's not to say that are not to blame for other things, but not the creative side of it.
2: To the first question, though, I saw Tony Gilroy is not going to be producing season two of Andor while the right, writers that just write. came out recently. Yeah, which right. is it's... great, I think, because he should. He's a writer first yeah. and foremost. Right. It's...
1: I think he's probably getting a lot of blowback about that too, because what happened was he was, he was at that collider event. Where they were screening yeah. Andor, and he was well, he was excuse me, he was supposed to be at that Clatter event. Andy Circus was there, and there was other producer there, and Gilroy didn't show up because, from what they said, people who there was somebody that I met recently. I met somebody at oh, I was at the the movie club event that Campy and myself, and, and Greg Alba did, and there was a fan who was at it afterwards, and he said I was at that event for Andor, and the the other producer there said. Tony couldn't be here. He was dealing with an emergency, basically because the writers' strike was just kind of just announced. So mm-hmm. he had to go turn some stuff in and start moving. The plan was, I think, for him to start doing stuff, but he probably a lot of crap from people going, and he, "He can't, he you can't, can't do, do it. Stuff. He can't, yeah, he can't, he's got to stop. Yeah. yeah." And I think it's going to be and and people have asked me this too. Um, and I and I think yeah, it'll be on tomorrow's episode of a big thing. But how long I think the writers' strike is going to go for? Months. End of July, early August months.
2: And it's cra- it yeah. could all be stopped because they're not asking for more than their... But, oh,
1: they, but they like, don't well, see that. The, the, the studios don't see that. That's crazy. Well, but it's not about, about seeing. This is strategic. They don't want to... They, they want this to happen right now. You understand that, right? Because well, well, they, they... Right? So understand this. The studios knew that the contract was coming up and then and, and, and there was, was going to be this, this portion and, and they all said... You know, the studios understood... Once we get to uh, May, guys, like there's probably going to be a strike. Well, good because we need to make cuts. We need to. There's all these streaming things that we have in place. We have to push. We, we have some stuff in the can right now. Push it back. How long do we think we can hold out before it starts to hurt us financially? All that is discussed. There's no world where they the studios More want this. Well, that they don't. The, the studios don't want this to end tomorrow. So where it's like it all could end tomorrow. Sure, studios need it to last for a little bit. This just doesn't hurt the studios it's, right now. It helps them because it's it helps a them playing po- out game. Yeah, hundred percent. It is. That's oh,
2: so wrong. But I'll
1: tell you this: like you know, and and my
0: union is going to be, you know, we're up next in September, October.
1: Um, Our but, union dirtbag. What you saying? Huh. Are you? Yeah, probably we made it before you. When'd you get in? <laughs> well, I was eligible for? When'd you get in? Two thousand eleven. Yeah, eat it. Two thousand seven. Next. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: you know but what we were dealing with in 2007 2008 right after the right trick was like oh new media we we don't know what this streaming new media is, so we can't do residuals you absolutely know what how much shows are being watched and this and that. So for the writers they know now it's like well we still don't right. know with streaming and how to quantify how many people watch it to base on residuals like yeah you absolutely do know you've had 16 years, yeah.
1: Stuff and all that. It's, it's really, yeah, I concept. was thrown
0: in there. Oh,
1: listen, it's gonna. And then the fucking Dandy
0: yeah. comes out yesterday. He's like, My actors don't want the same thing as writers, and everyone's just so like, oh, you just so like Are you out of your damn that mind? So I love
2: Fran Drescher. That was stupid. That was Tone so, death. so toned bad down. comments.
1: It was bad. And but like, that's that's the thing, really though, bad. It's like, it comes down to that. It's like, Don't, don't where a lot of people feel the way you do stuff. It's like, Oh, well, you know, the studios can can just end this tomorrow because they're not asking for a lot. This is for them. Yeah. This is better for their business right now because they're going to lose. They're going to they're going to cut a lot of costs here, and when it's time, to, because unfortunately, it's the writers that are going to be the ones who are getting hit in the pocket of until course, like they're
0: the ones that have families and they're they're, rent. right
1: July and August because as the studios everybody stays employed, they they lose the budgets that they were going to lose money to by yeah. doing this, so they they gain something out of this. The writers are. Trying to gain something through negotiation, but they're ultimately losing a lot of finances for the risk that they're taking.
2: The so, model is just so bad. Yeah,
1: well, the model is streaming the AI stuff. Everything. They got to figure. But like CEOs Keering?
2: making fifty million dollars is Who, like, say that? like CEOs of these companies right. making fifty million dollars is just outrageous.
0: I, and I'm glad people are out there talking about like when you know writer sells a show for a hundred thousand dollars. What they actually end up making uh, is like, like twenty thousand, right? Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's, but it's for like, the whole di- but there's year. there's yeah.
1: a lot of different things inside of it that, that little things that'll kind of play that I don't even want to pretend that I know a lot about. Yeah. But I just think, as far as the overall question of when I think it's going to last, it will last until July, August. So I think it's going to impact Star Wars. Um, not really, no, because I think there's a reason why you don't think it's going to push stuff back. Well, we don't have announcements yet, no, so we can't say that. But it's definitely pushing Andor back. It's not pushing Andor back necessarily. Sure, it's already
2: done. I think
1: they shot a lot of it dude. It's like it's it's the, so the d- stuff they they can't be filming
0: right now. They're, they're done. G- I think they're done. they're done with season I two. They were, uh, okay, they're,
1: pretty, they're close to done. Okay, I thought I they were in the middle of it. Maybe they were, but I thought they were close to done okay. from what I. But either way, um, didn't know that. I thought he was doing production stuff. I thought that's what it was. I, mean, I, I, could be I think he was in. Production. I think so. Yeah, I think post- so. Post production. I don't know. Okay, that. I think he was in post. But people will tell us whether we're wrong or not. It'll I affect shoots, though. Well, yeah, sure, but it's TV though. Reshoots for movies and TV are different because you can get episode. You can get episode one unless it's reshoots for like episode one. um, But but remember, we also don't know when it's coming out, right? That's the thing. Because here is the thing: as far as push, as far as scheduling and what Disney could ultimately do, as far as pushing back, right? It's amazing how my wife never knows that I'm on the air. Um, Every time, every time, but um, but what they, they could do is right now we have uh, skeleton crew that we still don't even know when that's coming out. They haven't announced it. This is a smart thing that they do. That because what's almost co- in the can, though. Yes, that's that's done. They're ready to put it out. So Ahsoka will be August. Now, the question that they're going to have is we've announced August. We'll probably put it late August. Now that leads into the end of the year, right? August? No, no August, it's, it's eight episodes that they're going to do, eight so if you put it at the end of August, <laughs> still got so two, September, three October. Left. Right, but what I'm saying is, then they then you wait, and then you put skeleton crew out at the end of December, like you did with Boba. Christmas Fett. special thing, and it and it and now you have a show from December into January. Yeah. So your next show is Acolyte. After that, and Acolyte's and pretty much done. Pretty much done. And Acolyte will probably come out. And now, if they wanted to, they could push that into, you know, late April, maybe May, whatever. Maybe put it in August again if they wanted to. And then Andor will have more than enough So it is affecting the time. fact that it, it's just might be start shifting dates. It's shifting like it's, dates. Like it's
0: definitely affecting. Unless they were planning this dude. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely going to affect the MCU more than it'll affect Star Wars. Agreed. That thing is. Yeah, in, this is too much stuff. They're in a lot of. That's they gonna be a lot. A yeah, but look at Blade. Them. Blade already took a hit. I'll, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll um, say this right now in the air. Blade's not getting done. Ever, they don't have a Blade movie. They're going to fold him into like one of those have him show special up or special presentations,
1: like uh, I think so. Were, werewolf, werewolf by Wolf. Night, well, and then he'll pop. It. Well, you got to come on, and, that done. and talk about it. I will. All right. So here's uh that's that's a, a big answer to a great mm-hmm. question. Great question. Ronan Unchained. Hey, Sith Council. Well done at the Flappers Live Show. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. What's something you hope Lucasfilm keeps under wraps and doesn't start announcing information until? Celebration Japan 2025. Personally, the release dates for the films. Let Felony Mangold and the team behind the Ray film finish their scripts and take their time. I don't want one movie year again. Space them out and learn from your experience with the sequels. Okay, so mm. um, a similar That's answer to what you're saying there, but and, and I think someone else asked this. so I'll be answering their question uh, within this one. Kathleen Kennedy came out and said that she was uh, that they were going to follow the Bond model. Yeah, and every three years they're going to put a movie out. Did did it not? Did she not work with George Lucas? Uh, George Lucas did that in 1977. Then he did it in 1980. Then he did it in 1983. Then he did it in that 99, 2002, aired. 2005. But he did, he did that already. So, but I'm not telling you the Bond doesn't do that. But this is the thing. Roxy the other day said this on the show, and I think that she nailed it. Kathleen Kennedy needs someone in PR to help her with interviews. No, I'm, but but but, <laughs> I, uh, but I know you're being serious, but you're like, le- yeah. But, but like, it's like it's just to say, if you're gonna, first of all, why would you say that? Because you now now you're handcuffing yourself and saying, okay, well now, say Star Wars should be eventized. I think everybody wants it to feel like it's an event. Just say Star Wars is going to feel like an event from now on. We're not going to have specific every year. We're going to put them out when it's time to put them out. And when we feel they're ready to go and when people are ready, you know, we're going to build it up and we're going to get people excited to see Star Wars. That's it. Well, now we're going to do it every three years. So we're not now. So by you saying that, so 2025, we get the Rey movie. Then we don't get the Filoni movie in 2028. So how many more seasons of shows are you going to need? And then you don't get the Mangle thing until 2031? (laughs) It was. what? What are you talking about? Yeah. I didn't get that quote. I was like, "What
0: are you talking I don't about?" Think the Bond but I was like, just like, "Okay, first of all, there was a period where Bond did a movie every two years. Then the last, the, the Craig ones were oh six, oh eight, twelve, fifteen, twenty one. Right? There was no they unless you said we're going to put them out when we know they're ready. But the, like that quote made but Steph no the sense. idea
1: of the event. It makes sense, right? But the but this particular quote.
2: No, it does. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I I actually was going to ask you guys because coming off the heels of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I just got. I know that we're kind of all on the same page of like, don't announce a trilogy, but I don't remember what they did with Guardians if they announced it was going to be a trilogy. But the way they handled that trilogy is so what I want Star Wars to do if they're going to do that, where we didn't know it was going to happen, but now James Gunn has gone on record and said that he knew exactly where the story was going to go after yeah. the first one was written like at the same time and i just think that like there is a way to do stuff of course there is but there, that's, yeah
1: but they they just don't they, but they don't have that kind of planning but they don't
2: there. have but to announce it what i love what too, I'm saying,
1: Stefan you brought a great point the fact
0: that after guardians 2 the stuff they did with the guardians james gunn was like i don't want to do that with them but he took what was given yeah yeah and worked with it right and they didn't try and come back for the third one and go. Nope. Remember that Gamora and him? That's they're going to be in love. It's like no. He took what he was given right. and worked it. That shows me how good of a writer he yeah. is with Star Wars. The three sequel
1: trilogies, she's like, yep, that came. Nope, not doing well, this. Was not doing well, this. That's right. a, that's the connectivity but of having crap. one vision right. for right. the whole thing. Nailed it. Right. Right. But it's like it's so to answer the viewer's question of uh, I just I think that it's it's holding under wraps, but still like. <sighs> Just know what you're saying inside of it and speak to, speak to the audience. In It just comes out so corporate a lot of the times when she's doing these interviews, and that sounded so corporate. It's, it's like, very political. There's no reason to make that statement. Oh, we want it to feel like an event now, everybody, just like everybody wants. It's an event, and I'm it's going to come out every curious. series. I'm not going to mention George Lucas, though. Like, why wouldn't you mention George Lucas? She L- overexplains L- things so much. It's like a woman
2: trait, I will say. It's one of our... I didn't say that. I'm (laughs) saying... It's not... I mean, I'm being for real. I I think it's a societal... Like, it's the result of society making us do that. And I've had to learn to be like, I don't owe anyone an explanation. That's like... I've really had to unlearn that behavior of over-explaining. And I think, like, she falls... Like pray to that. Unfortunately, where like she feels like she has to explain to the mob, and she's she doesn't.
1: Just, she's just I'm, not good in interviews. She's I'm at curious
0: all. where because I'm trying to think of other franchises that with a producer that except for Feige and now gun but like Barbara Broccoli and Michael Wilson for Bond, they don't come out every now and then and do. They'll just we're working on one. When that's we get it. an actor, it'll be it, it, and we'll tell you when the film's that, coming out. They don't it. come out trying to do these like hype up. They know that. And Star Wars is massive compared. I mean, it's much bigger than Bond. But it's do, like,
1: so if you're going to do this, if you're going to say, "All right, every three years, guys, we going to make it." A, so why, why don't you just mention the first movie with Ray? Don't why are you mentioning and, Filoni's movie? Why are you mentioning Mangold If we're not getting Mangold's movie for like ten years, and why? Because the three of them are not
0: connected, right? Why do they have to be three years what, apart? So,
1: so you're now telling me now if Mangold comes up with a take? and it's an amazing take and he's like I got this thing ready to go. Yeah. Well, Filoni's movie's next and that's uh, and that's in 2028. So until because I announced it now, 2031 is when your movie has to come Holy out. Holy crap. 2030 oh Why God. do you announce that movie? Mangold in 2031 could say I don't want to direct anymore. I got I high. got an offer from another studio to do yes. this she franchise. No grandma, world where she then? sticks to this. There's no you can't stick to this. No. I'll tell you here's my prediction by the way. I think I said it I don't know if I said it on air but I'll say it on air now. She stays. She's not going anywhere. This this prediction of her going after Indiana. You think once
0: so so you th- so could we no. change on that because you were going to be like when bon- when she's going to end on a high note with Indy. I changed
1: my mind. I and know I'll you tell, did, but I'll tell what you what happened. But well, I'll tell you why because I think that it makes more sense if she walks away after the, the Ray movie because if she right now mm. if, she, if Indiana okay. Jones okay, if me. Indiana Jones hits big yeah and she walks away with Star Wars still kind of in shambles. She's still there, regardless of of the the, the internet. People are going to look at it and go, "Well, yeah, but she didn't really." The tenure at Star Wars didn't really go as well as maybe she hoped it would. Yeah. Right? It's still kind of in shambles. However, if she hits with Indiana Jones and then the Ray movie makes eight hundred thousand or billion dollars or whatever it is, and then she goes, "Okay, now I'm going to find my successor with the other two movies that I set up." Here you go then that's a hit for her. That's a success for her. That's, what if that's, that new person comes
0: in and goes, I don't want to do these two movies?
1: Whatever. It doesn't matter. She, she's set up these things and she's left w- whatever. So like you're looking at it in a corporate way. Yeah. That's how she's going to set this up because and that's probably why she's setting up this movie to, to do it well because she doesn't, she's not, she's not going to walk away from, did, from this without a movie coming out. There's no way.
0: Do we ever talk? I know I didn't talk about it with you guys. The Lindelof was originally the 80-year-old Ray with Helen Mirren.
1: Yeah, it, it was 60. Sixty year old Well, no, it was like sixty years in the future. Excuse yeah. me. Yes, we talked about it last week. That was. Briefly. should
0: have gone with that. I so, really because so I think it, they would have it, 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 distanced I, himself from yes. people that don't so like the, the cre- sequel trilogy. I think
1: creatively it was a good move, but I think box office wise it's a big risk. Okay. She needs, fair and enough. And she needs to hit because she needs fair to enough. Because like for the casual fan. You're going to get my wife in the theater to see it because Ray's in a new movie. Yeah. She's not going to care about a, a, an older Ray and, okay, and creating new And Jedi. like
2: Vivi. Yeah. Like all yeah. 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 True. Okay. I, okay. I just wish we had, as a Lindelof fan, yeah. I just wish we had his writing.
1: I know. And I think that that's, that's part of the. So it's, it's there's a lot going on over there. But um, here's the. So, but yeah. So, the answer to your question, is just it's take your time, but it's also just just get, interviews need to be much better as far as explanation. Or like Steph said, don't over-explain. Eleventh Cub fan, if you had to pick one, which vision vision short would you want to see more of? Either in a movie, a TV series, or another short in season three. Mm. Um, that's harder for me because I like them as kind of standalones. I think that's what makes it so special. It's like I don't necessarily. I mean, I guess whatever that one was that I really liked was that. When the the story of the one that they go into the cave and she sees that Sith in the cave and she fights it off and then the Sith recruits her and she takes oh, screech off. Or Is that what it was with think... a screech? Oh yeah. I I like to see where like where does she evolve? That kinda gave me a Darth Bane, Xanas type feel.
2: Yeah. I think um out of season two, I, I can't remember season one right now. I, definitely the spy dancer, the one yeah. where her son.
1: Did he ask for season one? I, no, no, I'm oh, just saying, saying season two. two. Okay. He didn't spe- yeah, specify, yeah, yeah, yeah. but
2: um, the spy dancer. I think like and like, do they reunite again? That'd be
1: I great. I and then even know. and then from season one, the, that that council that they did. Remember that big oh, council? Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah,
2: yeah. Too. Yes, so, totally. Yeah.
1: So totally. those those are some of the ones for sure. Um, thanks for chiming in, Mike. All right, next you one. did not ask so, me. Oh, so. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so here, this is a good, this is a good one. So think about this one while while I okay. ask it. Okay. So tell Christian now that we have at least ten Star Wars series. What would your top ten ranking be? His is the Clone Wars, the Mandalorian, the Clone Wars micro series. I've never seen that one. Tales that's the, the one with
0: Scourge or Kurd Purge that you said there was not a bad. You said he was grievous as like nope. This is a new villain. Wait, oh, the t- yeah, right. Glenn Tartanovsky's right. Oh, what was it? Was that I the think one? that's Clone Wars micro series. I believe that's what he's talking about.
1: I don't know. Uh, uh, tail, pretty smart. I Tales think of I the Jedi, Andor, Visions, The Bad Batch. Rebels, Obi-Wan, The Book of Boba Fett. Damn, Rebels is low. That's really low. That's really low for me. Um, it would be way high for me. So if I was doing it, looking at that list, I would say that for me, number 10, if, if the micro series is, the, is the, that one it that is. Mike's talking about, I would, this, this is a tougher one to do. I would say, hmm. because you have Bad Batch season one and season two, but I guess in general, collective, number 10 for me would be, ooh, that's tough. Um, shoot, man. Yeah, I'd probably put Book of Boba Fett of 10. Number nine, I would put the. Sh- shoot, Bad Batch. Number six. Number six. Number nine. Number eight, I'd put Obi-Wan. Seven would be. Um, Visions. Ah, I gotta look. I gotta, I mean, I'm, Shit, I have, to, I have to look. I have to probably do this over again. Yeah, over. this is tough. It's hard to do on a, on the fly like this, but I would say it's
2: hard because a lot of these shows also, like, visions are yeah not canon.
1: Yeah, it's just I think he's just talking about series in general. But yeah. I, I would say I mean look, it's it's harder to say, but I would also say that for me because people are, are right away jumping on the um, and or over Mandalorian because Mandalorian season three didn't deliver on the same way. Mandalorian has three seasons if so because don't don't fool yourself don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. don't water. fool yourselves that if andor season 2 is not great and people say oh I, they had a, it was one and done it was a one hit wonder it stinks mandalorian's better mandalorian's had two great seasons third one was uh, was okay and so right now mandalorian still writing-wise still, Andor, Andor tops it. It's the best written. But I'd put Mandalorian and Andor right, right there as one and two with Rebels probably as three. I'll, I'll go there.
2: I would put, uh, and you know Andor was my favorite show yeah. last year, I would put Mandalorian one. Right. As a series. Right. Andor two, um,
1: Rebels, really? or
2: Clone Wars then Rebels, I think.
1: Yeah, I'd like Rebels through line better than... Maybe, s- yeah. Of, there was kind of a, lot of a lot of anthology kind of stuff going on. In, yeah. Uh, which is fine. I'm going to say a hot take. Go ahead, Billy.
0: Uh, I do agree Mando over Ander. still. still. Yeah. But I'm going to say this, wherever my ranking goes, I would put Boba Fett over Obi-Wan.
1: You know, there's not I just would. It's, it's because
0: not, thinking back now to both of yeah, those shows, yeah. I'll still pop in Boba Fett from and like even the stuff at the beginning with him with the Tuskens, it was really damn good. It,
1: this, I, I, there was less. I, I don't think it's. There was crazy. more good
0: than bad, as opposed to Obi Wan. There was more bad than good. I
1: liked for me. both of those shows. Yeah, I think that for for me, it's. I understand where you're coming from. You know, you know what I'm saying? I do. It, yeah. it, it I leans
0: do. more into Mandalorians more into the Mandal uh, Bobo leans more into Mandalorian for me. That that fun serialized cliffhanger Star Wars were were Obi Wan. Could have been a really solid dark movie, and it just no, you know what? Choice is, wise, didn't oh,
1: click. I, I don't disagree with you. The thing, the thing is that when Obi Wan has the cool stuff, it's got really cool stuff. Yeah, that's the and and so the it's it's less boring than Bob. hold on. It's less boring than Boba Fett, which Boba Fett's can be really dull. The difference is, I think that if you fit it, the tone stays consistent in Boba Fett from if you th- if you're bored from frame one, you're bored to the end. But the difference is. There's less fast forwarding to happen in Obi and in, uh, in Boba Fett than there isn't. There's a lot of stuff. Well, I'm saying the, this, a lot and of stuff maybe this Boba
0: Fett. has to do with budget, and he, you're spending a ton of money on Anakin or, or Ewan and Hayden, but the sets and the design was so boring. Like, hey, I'm going to walk through some hills and here's a guy in a cart that's going to take me
1: across these, you these said it, you hills sh- of Santa yeah. Clarita. I'm just like... But you said it though. The story, just, the story choices, the music choices, there's a lot... The, the design choices. a lot of stuff. Him sneaking yeah. into
0: that thing. I don't care that they were robed up or whatever, but it was just like, oh, it's a couple desks with a couple computers and just a room. It was like... Yeah. Star Wars is known for the production design could, of these great productions. designs. So just
1: like I could eh. put either one of them as as last to be honest. even the chase
0: with Vader and the yeah. sand hills, these little coal h- mounds. Yeah. I'm like, well, you would have been. Where are they? Well, what is would, this? You would have
1: been. I would have. I mean, I can't even imagine like before it came out, I've been like, oh, I'm gonna watch this fight a million times over. I think I've watched it once or twice. Mm. I've never I've I really, watched Obi Wan since I've Jim never come back and watched and it. And we
0: both said could have been the greatest thing since Empire. That's what yeah, was our quote. It was.
1: And I would stood no, by it just, that. It just didn't work. Um, all right, let's see. We got we'll do a c- couple more, and then we gotta go. Uh, here it is. Next one. And this would be Sean Callan. Hey Christian, love the show. What are you guys looking more forward to seeing in the Ahsoka series? Um, I'm looking hmm. forward to seeing everybody kind of in this live action. I, The way that they're set it up. But it is another series of Rebels. What I also think, and this is going back to that quote, I think that Dave Filoni might be fooling himself. And and same with Ro, Rosario Dawson. There are going to be a lot of people who will be lost watching this show. Because, Probably me. And But... Yeah, but you'll have, you're probably going to watch Rebels leading into it. Yeah, that's I know I know the I know the backstory. I don't know the depth. Yeah, but you'll be you'll, start you'll, now. No, real yeah.
0: quick. The guy that w- made the appearance in Mando Three, Zeb, right? Yeah, yeah. Is he in Osoka?
1: Because he's part of the group, isn't he? I would assume he's the yeah. Show up. I now. think that okay. was the yeah. like the introduction. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, is he just a random it, cameo it, in this? If, if he's running around in the in in the cantinas universe. and stuff, yeah. then he's why wouldn't you put him there? And he looked great. He did. He looked fantastic. He looked great. So. The thing is that you'll wind up watching it, but the, for other people who don't yeah. watch it, it, and and I'm not telling you that you're going to have to watch certain episodes or you're going to watch something to know what's going on. Maybe they make a good purpose of not doing that. But what we were talking about before, emotionally attached, the reason why we're going to be so emotionally attached yeah. to it is because we've been through seasons upon seasons with them. So yes. by the time you get there, when when Steph and I watch for now, until you watch, but we're going to go, Hera, what has she been doing too? Where's her son? Where's this? We know people tuning in for the first time. How are you going to get those people invested? Just not or just Ezra's by...
0: story, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: but that's a big point because you've got to remember. And a
0: lot of criticism for Mando three was people like, "Oh, what is all this lore they're going into?" I don't.
1: They didn't know. They, they didn't. I didn't hear that. I didn't Mando three. I didn't hear that at all. They barely went into any lore. But people talking are talking about...
0: Who's well, talking about that? Just the that. Twitterverse. I'm talking just the... Not the people are, that are ensconced in the Star Wars world. I'm talking people like, I was so much about like, like, okay, like the myth... What is that monster? That What did that mean to them? Well, they just didn't explain it well enough. Right. right. So people that had no clue, we could kind of fill in the gaps. That, but well, everyone else, the yeah, general
1: audience, is like, well, that's what a, the yeah, hell? Well, that, but that's a different point. The, different, the point is that if you're going to introduce it, if you're going to have Bo-Katan walking, talking to Grogu about her past... Well then tell us more about Satine. Tell us more about whatever sure. because let people know who haven't watched the series you have to who put these that in. Are. fill yeah. those blanks for but these people. Fill in the blanks. It's less about you have to, it's though. less about having a lot of the lore. It's like expand on it and tell us more about it so people who didn't watch Rebels know what the hell is going on. It's like don't just assume that everybody watched rebels. Don't just make the show for the hardcore fans you if you wanted to expand. I think he's making the show for the hardcore fans. I appreciate it, yeah, but it's not it's, the hardcore not fans a good business, don't pay the bills no it,
0: as not. as much as we in our little Twitter sphere and social media sphere, yeah. that's not the giant world it, of the people living it, in Missouri it,
1: that you it's know, not a good business decision if that's the case. Um, all right, next one, and this is me going off the air. Uh, here or, it is. what's going on? Jesus did that one? Wicked Art, by the way, Wicked Art. Are one, you know, I saw so Wicked Arts had uh, made this. he Not only is the one who made this beautiful design in the back that we're looking at, he also did a um, a, a Capes and Cows comic book. That oh, will be, cool. that will be uh, available to um, the website members, and you will get that in both hard copy and digital. And we're going to make that available probably in June. Just want to let him know because he sent it to me, and I've just been so busy; I haven't had a chance to respond to emails. But uh, but I got it, and I'm excited. The final copy is. Uh, It has been delivered. All right, Wicked Art. He says, been playing Jedi Survivor and the story and lore and they're so cool with the High Republic stuff that they also included. Do you think they are setting it up and we'll get High Republic era shows or movies soon? I think that they're making it... This is, again, why I'm giving such high credit to the team that's involved because that team does want to get people more involved. Remember this, though, too, which is the smart move and what they should be doing. That team handles the books, the comics, you know, the games, yeah, yeah, the yeah. visions, all that. It, it handles all that. So of course they're going to want to tell you more about it inside because they want you to pay attention. They want you to think that it counts. The smart move by it is because it is canon inside the Jedi Survivor. The smart move by them doing that is because that will help build up the people who don't give a crap about the books over there and stuff too it'll kind of force them into, well, look what we did here. Look what we put this little nugget in, and it really works. So I think that they're teasing High Republic stuff because High Republic is at the end of the High Republic for the Acolyte, and I think they're going to try to get the interest up in it more because they really pushed the book series high. So, yeah, I do think that there's absolutely a a push and why they're they're doing it.
2: Definitely. They made an entire show on... Um, Star Wars hosted by Christina yes. Ariel yeah. about the High Republic. I think they're putting a lot of effort into this era of Star Wars, yeah. which I personally love. And I think the game just like there's so much love for the game. I, I think that they're going to end up doing the rumor about making that a live action.
1: I think so, too. And they're going to give you a little pause of a, a, a little taste of it in that Acolyte to say, look, this is the end of the High Republic. Right. Let us know if you want to see, like, in, in all of its heights. Mm-hmm. In, in the timeline, when they announced the timeline. That's one of the things, too, by the way, that I give the the team a lot of credit for. Instead of trying to, yeah, this is our DC universe, and this is our Marvel universe. Like, no, it's not, we're, not, we're not beholden to that. What we yeah. have is timeline. There, so yeah. if Steph Sabra, she just directed five big movies, and she wants, she wants to do something inside of the Star Wars universe, and she comes in, well, what do you, what do you want to do? I love that you guys talked about this this high republic stuff. Like I read a couple of the books and my story, what I was thinking is I want to play inside of this timeline. Do you have stuff inside that's open? Well, yeah, we were thinking about this story, or you have your own take on it, and then that's how you can play and like directors and writers can come in and pitch stuff from those timelines. I think it's a very smart move. Yeah. So <coughs> right, let's do we we'll do two more and then we'll get out of here. Um, thank you to Wicked Art, by the way, the man. He's the best. Okay, so here is where the hell is it? Oh, okay, next question. Gunslinger, one ninety nine. This question feels more appropriate here. Do you think that they will fix the dark in Ahsoka, and never mention it in season four of the Mandalorian? Um, no, I think the dark is done. is done. Yeah, I, I think it, I I don't like the way that they did it. Um, I understand why they did it because it was about more so about showing the it's more about unity. Then just one simple thing, I get the message. I just one of the many things I think wasn't handled wonderfully. Like, yeah, t- t- crushes it with his hand. I and know, so silly.
2: It's like the one thing that I got from Galaxy's Edge too. It like, was the dark saber <laughs> yeah. yeah, like act- I just use- I love my dark saber. It's great. Well,
1: you're the leader of Mandalore Right. That's right. Well, right. yeah, But that's that, and so yeah, I didn't. I didn't necessarily love the way that was kind of played out, but um.
0: But, it not, but i know more. But Do you
1: understand why they like because you know I get why I get why. Yeah, it makes sense. I I I the choice itself of how, of why
0: we're not going to be beholden to this thing anymore. Sure,
1: sure. I, I I don't I don't question that choice. I question the choice of how it was done. Did
0: anyone? Is there a book or anything that goes into who made it?
1: It or did it just I, I yeah I feel show like up? It, I feel like in the Clone Wars they explained it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was or maybe created by like
2: the leader of Mandalore. Okay. Yeah, something oh, like that. Okay, and
1: who was a Jedi. There was a Jedi that came. It was it was oh. one of the first Mandalorian Jedi. I think it was a crossover. I'm pretty sure. Uh, right, again, have we'll, have, we'll have people thought, smarter yeah. than us telling Much us Much smarter them. than us telling yes. us. Yes. Uh, all right. This is the very last one that we'll do. Nathan Judge. I know Disney will never do this, but how would you like a show about Palpati- Palpatine finding Darth Maul and the origin of turning him into a Sith Lord? I feel like it could have similar impact to the Duke episodes in Tales of the Jedi. Well, again, not for Nathan not not to to go through the point it's it has nothing to do with whether disney will do it it has a matter of if lucasfilm wants to do it and they pitch it because they're doing acolyte and acolytes leading with the evils right so if they decided now will lucasfilm do that i don't know i don't know if lucasfilm will run with it i think that i i do believe the rumor of her wanting to stay away from legacy characters for now which is probably something they want to try to Create a yeah. whole bunch of new things. But no, I, I don't think that they're going to do it. I would love to see. They actually touch on that in the Plagueis novel of how yeah. he finds. Ma- I would
2: love to see um, Baby Maul in Tales yeah. of the Jedi. Oh, Can you imagine? God, it's little
0: Steph baby tells us baby tells us Oh, shit. Steph, Jesus. <laughs> Come Jesus. on. I'm I can't. <laughs> okay, I'll say something. I got my two cents I got thrown here. Go right, ahead, Ralph. Am I the only one out there, and you the guys that listen and watch this, yes. that's just like, you know what? Maul, when he first showed up in that Phantom Menace, was so badass. Yeah. Who else and then there? he died, and that should have been it. You haven't watched but Clone then, Wars, though. I know. And then he pops up in solos, and he's can't got robot legs. And this one over here wants baby Maul. Know- it takes away the, the mysteriousness of the character. Sometimes a character is just evil, and I just want him to show up and be a bad he motherfucker. Is ba- he is bad. But I don't want... You know what I want. I you know what you, I love. I love that you edited the bad part, but
1: still yeah. said the other. You know part
0: what I love. You know what I love, Steph. Why? Sometimes Jeez. I want bad guys to ju- like it's the, the high guys. evolutionary guardians. Yeah. There's not a single redeeming thing oh, about I that guy. He is it. a horrible I human yeah, I, I'm with you. being. I don't, I don't like. When so people sometimes are redeemed I just want Maul's not redeemed. Like Maul's teaming he's up not. with this and that, and no, he's this and he's this, and he'll see the sides, and he might he might have an aggressive... Did he ever? Does he ever seen with Obi Wan where he's kind of like, all right, we'll team up to fight this no. other villain? Is there no. any kind of no. team up with no. them or something? An that man w- killed his mentor,
1: so you're he not, never so, wants so, to
2: be not on the dark yeah, side. So
1: what, he, so what you any, what you just said there, your first point of the redeeming thing, you got me. Yeah, you lost me on everything else because you didn't watch the series and the way that they handled Maul and Clone Wars worked really and well. Rebels, but and I don't rebels. want him
0: walking around. Oh, that would be before his legs, right?
1: What's
2: Rebels, yeah.
0: Rebel?
1: Clone Wars no, would be before. No, no, oh, yeah. he's, oh he's, no, it's not. Yeah, it's no, Phantom Menace. It, I don't once, want to see that. Once he comes back, the one Who pulled th- him out of that? T- I want you to take it easy first. <laughs> Who
0: pulled him out? I'm coming in hot. <laughs> now I'm getting worked up. I have to go to work now after this. I'm not even worked up at work yet. <laughs> so, what are you when it, worked it, up when about? He,
1: when he first shows up with the spider things, it's going to drive you nuts. Oh, for f- but What po- spider things? His legs? His legs. Who
0: pulled him out of that pit?
1: That thousand foot pit he fell down. Just watch the show. Just watch the show. And then what I will tell you is that... He it with the whole Mandalore stuff with him is it fantastic. Works. The stuff with Ahsoka Fantastic. Sam Whitware does an amazing job by With the way. With Ezra small.
2: works. Yeah. Oh, the
1: Ezra stuff works. Great. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. It does play. And that episode. is Don't knock until
2: you try it, brother.
1: For... <laughs> <laughs> I love how white you sound uh, Hey, stuff. don't <laughs> knock until <it> you <laughs> try it, brother. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. <this>
0: okay. <laughs> Two couple of baddies up here. Don't he knock until you try, try it. it. He me I had a spider legs, but man, he
1: was fun. Yeah, I really like
2: that. <laughs> it was nice metal and everything.
1: <laughs> Anyway, that's what our episode's all about. So enjoy the, uh, I hope you had a good time here on Big Thing. We had a good time, and we're glad that you enjoyed it. We hope you did. I don't want to just assume. But any comments that you have, leave them down there. Let us know. Make sure you check us out on Spotify as well, and check us out in New York. man. We're going to be there in New York, Stanford, Connecticut, all that and more. Thank you to Mike. Thank you to Steph. Uh, That's it, everybody. Let's get out of here. It's Sith Council. Peace. Makes
0: you stronger. Tax day is coming. Oh, no.